Hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, episode three, Hobes and As. As, mate, what a weekend of rugby league we had for the first week of the finals. What did you think, mate, of the top quality of the games? How good, mate. How good. What a weekend of league, mate. Unbelievable. Top class rugby league. That Penrith uh, Roosters game was crazy. Sensational. What a cracker of a game, mate. Yeah, well done, Penrith. They got socked in the face. Um, you know, two tries against them, first 10 minutes, and then they just went bang, 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 rattled off five tries, mate. They basically said, yeah, you want to have a go? Let's go. And they went straight into it, mate. What a team. What a team. Uh, mate, I was blown away, as to be honest. I couldn't believe you, – you said, you predicted it. You said that the Brewsters will come out firing. They did. They came out absolute firing. But Nathan Cleary, like, can he have a better year than what he's having right now? I agree, mate. I, how good is he going? I wasn't fully sold on him, mate, to be honest with you. You know, the massive wraps on him. Obviously, you knew what he could have done, but I just think this year's just stood up, like, head and shoulders above anyone. Unbelievable year from Nathan Cleary. Mate, one big thing that's got to come out of that game is the tackle on Jared Warrior Hargraves from Viliami Kickout. He has been suspended for it, so he's going to miss the prelim final. What do you think, As? Do you really think that it was worth losing a week for that? I thought I thought he had carryover points to go with that as well. So he was he was looking at a suspension, whether he was found guilty or not, uh, right. I believe. But in saying that, yeah, I mean, our game, Hobes, you know the way we think, mate. I think it's gone a bit soft, our game. There's a lot of things that are, you know, touch and go. I mean, they're grown men, mate. They are, they're animals. They're massive. Yeah. They're tanks and they can handle, you know, a shot here and there. Obviously, it's not a dog shot. And I just think, yeah, they, they should be able to let things go, mate, in certain uh, moments of the game. Yeah, I was I was quite surprised. I thought Stephen Crichton for me, Josh Manstor, Dylan Edwards has been, I, I mean, I don't really think that he's a rated player anyway, Dylan Edwards, but he's actually been doing his job. You know, the Panthers forwards, Brian Toto coming out of his own, own side. He's a tackle breaker, that guy. And just the forwards, James Fisher-Harris, that charge down in the second half, where the Roosters were coming back, they were, they were absolutely putting Penrith on the ropes. And that charge down by James Fisher-Harris, that turned the game for me. And then the Panthers scored off that, I think. And, mate, well done, Penrith. They actually really surprised me. Well, what's good about Penrith, mate? They've got no real egos in there. There's no real, you know, troublemakers or anything uh, in that group. Uh, they, they've always come with the right attitude and they just feed each other off each other, mate. They love each other. They love playing with each other. Um, it's just a great bunch of young blokes just uh, playing good, solid rugby league. Like you said, the names you're ratting off, Naden, you know, Brian Tott will come back from that ankle injury. Um, you know, to me, he's still trying to find his form, mate. And, you know, right. if he finds, you know, that, those, those tackle busts that he was making uh, the start of the year and stuff, mate, look out because, um, you know, he's a freak, Brian Tott. Could be anything, that kid, uh, as a winger. But, um, you know, in saying that, like you said, Nathan Cleary, uh, Luluai, they're all just, you know, playing great rugby league together. They've got that mateship, right? That brotherhood bond that you just want to play for your brothers. Like, I love that. And Penrith's really playing with that confidence. It's really great to see. And, yeah, let's see how far they'll go. It's it's actually going to be one heck of a ride to see uh, what they go. As much as I hate to say it, mate, well done, uh, Ivan Cleary. You know, to get that team with that attitude every week to get them up, Unbelievable, mate. Well done. Kudos, Cleary. The second game, Canberra versus Cronulla. We predicted Cronulla would be out. Obviously, they come out of the blocks pretty early. They were firing as well on all cylinders. And Canberra just showed their class, I guess, scoring on right on the bell. Um, and then coming out in the second half to um, yeah, really put the, put the Sharks to the sword. Yeah, I mean, Cronulla were never really any hope in that game, mate. Obviously, Canberra were a little flat, I suppose, uh, you know, that first half. 
Uh, but once they found their feet, you know, George Williams, I think, took that intercept, ran the length of the field nearly. And, um, you know, after he scored that try, mate, it was just all camera from there on. Better attitude straight away uh, after the half-time break, mate. And, um, yeah, they just rattled off try after try and pretty convincing win, really. For me, I thought they looked tired. They looked like they weren't. They were off the pace because Cronulla just came out of the blocks. Is that? Do you think that's from resting the players in round 20? I'm not sure what to put it down to, mate. They could have been looking at this week coming up as well, thinking, you know, the, the GF rematch. Look at all the injuries and, you know, below-par players. They've been going terrible. And, you know, just to – they're probably just looking past that game, mate. It's hard to say what it is. Like you said, could have been, you know, resting players just coming out flat. But once they found their groove, you know, it was just like the Canberra of old, mate. You know, I think Canberra has been playing without um, Josh Hodgson at um, – Booker, mate, and Starling's been doing a good job in there, and good luck to them, mate. They're going good. Jack White, and he showed his class too, didn't he? Stepped yeah, up. That's when you look for your big name players, and Jack White, and come to the table, baby. You just, whew. how Jack good is he, mate? How good is he? Awesome, great, uh, mate. Parramatta and the Storm. Obviously, the Eels, you know, look pretty well there. Pretty good. They come out firing as well, and 12, 12 nil up. I was. I was off my off the lounge, mate. I was jumping around the house, and mate, then the class of the Melbourne Storm, eh? Unbelievable, mate. Same old Melbourne Storm. You just can't write them off, I suppose. Uh, well coached, well drilled. Just the you know they they just keep coming at you, mate. These the teams like Penrith, the Roosters, uh, the Storm. They they just don't let up, mate. It's relentless. It just keeps coming at you. So the teams like Parramatta, they're not the relentless pressure, mate. I don't think they can handle it. And once it comes at them, mate, they, they just cave in. That right-hand edge of Parramatta, I know that, you know, when Sevo went out, they moved Wunga Blake over to the left side and brought Jennings over there to help out on the right-hand side. And I thought he did an okay job there on Justin Ollum, but, mate, the class of him, he's he's showed this year how good of an NRL player he is, a Papua New Guinean. But Josh Adokar, Ryan Pappenhausen, there's no substitute for pace, is there, As? Unbelievable, mate. What a combo to have them two. To, uh, if you're making a break, just link up with you on your left or right. And, you know, you get the ball to any of them, mate. They're going to score. It's just like you said, just pure speed. Um, and then the last game, South Sydney versus Newcastle. Again, the underdog came out well. Newcastle were on fire in that first 15, 20 minutes. They were looking pretty good. And I was actually worried about what was going to happen with South. But, mate, again, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds... All these big guys. George Burgess, he stepped up. He come back from his second stint. But Totola, for me, yes. that, wow. Massive game, mate, from Totola. Uh, like you said, mate, they're a bit of a smoky for me, South, mate. Um, Reynolds, Walker, if they're firing, then obviously you got Damien Cook, you know, out of dummy half there. Alex Johnson, what a finisher, mate, eh? Does he not know how to finish a try? He, he's a great finisher, mate, great winger. But like you said, it's these 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 blokes that you don't really hear of, mate. You know, the Tatolas, Jaden Sewers, they've just stepped up, mate. They've come out of nowhere and they're just, um, uh, as soon as they make their runs, mate, they, these halves are having a having a field day, just feeding off them runs, mate. So, uh, yeah, they're a bit of a smoky for me, South, mate. Well, I hope they're not a smoky, mate, because obviously they're playing the Eels this weekend. And, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But all right, as that's enough of the reviews from last week. Uh, let's... Move along. So we took it to social media a few weeks back to see what people would want us to talk about. And one of them was the bring back the bears. We got a request for bring back the bears. So I thought about this new expansion coming up in 2023 and tried to see what teams are available for the expansion. So, mate, I want to put it to you to see what you think about these teams. Um, obviously, the favourite is the Brisbane Bombers. But... If we are to expand our game, what area 
is in need the most? Oh, it's, hard, it's hard to say, mate, you know, because you just want a successful franchise wherever they're going to put it, mate. You just don't want failure. And it's hard to pinpoint what is going to be successful. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd love to see the Bears back in the competition. Obviously, it has to be under a different name. But as long as there's that Bears, you know, that, that black, red and white um, colours, mate, yeah, I'd love to see them back in the competition. Um, wherever they decide to put them. Yeah, I'd love to see the Bears as well. I mean, back then, David Fairley and Greg Florimo and Matt Sears and Nigel Roy. Gary Larson. Gary Soden. What players. Seriously, yeah. bring, bring back the Bears wherever that be. Brisbane Bombers, yes or no? Yes. Redcliffe Dolphins? I like the Dolphins. I don't know if uh, Redcliffe's the way to go, though. Central Coast Bears? No. I like the Bears, but I don't think... It'll work on the Central Coast. Uh, the Brisbane Tigers. Uh, if they're going to bring back the Magpies, yes, they can have the Tigers. But uh, no, that won't be happening. The Ipswich Jets. Yeah, the name's good, mate. Again, I don't know if Ipswich is the way to go. Mate, what about a Western Australian team? They're talking about the West Coast Pirates. Yeah, yeah, they've been talking about that for a couple of years. Um, I don't know if our competition's ready for you know a team, you know, four hour. What is a six hour plane ride? over to WA. I, I don't know if, you know, our, our competition can cope with that, mate. And then uh, if it's struggling with success, you know, it may be too much for our competition, mate. Well, mate, they fly to New Zealand. So the Kiwis, obviously, you know, the New Zealand Warriors are always flying in, flying out. So I don't think the travelling will be an issue, but obviously the Western Reds was there, didn't succeed. Yes. Um, the Western Force in the Super Rugby as well, obviously that didn't succeed. So would the West Coast Pirates be a success? Knowing that in the AFL, you've got the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers. So, I don't know. Is there a territory in Western Australia for the NRL? Well, the Western Force have just come back in to the Australian Rugby Union competition. But, yeah, again, that that was a failure, mate, in saying that money-wise. money, money wise. So, yeah, look, I, I don't mind if they want to put a team there. Yeah, but it, it's very risky for me, mate. Like I said, yeah, a lot of our clubs are struggling as it is, uh, the New South Wales club. So, in saying that, we, we don't want to expand uh, too quickly, mate. You know, we've got to figure out, you know, obviously this pandemic, money-wise, they've got to look after the competition, mate. And I don't think... Uh, having a team in Western Australia for the moment is the way to go. Uh, mate, what about this one? Papua New Guinea. Having a team in Papua New Guinea. Oh, we love the uh, Papuans, mate. The fuzzy wuzzy angels. We love them, mate. But, um, no, nah, you, you can't have a PNG team in the NRL, mate. The second tier uh, competition, I know that I think the Fijians have got a team in there now, so I wouldn't mind seeing a... You know, I know the PNG Hunters are in the Queensland Cup, I think, so I, I don't mind PNG throws a team in, say, the New South Wales uh, second tier competition, that that's fine, but no, I don't think they'd be able to have a team in the in the top tier uh, the NRL. Mate, because I'm talking about the if for Papua New Guinea whether they merge with Cairns and have a team, you know, in from Papua New Guinea to Cairns and base them out of Cairns, but they represent Papua New Guinea. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was listening to uh, Phil Gould actually said a comment that blew me away about Papua New Guinea. He said that when he goes down to Melbourne, nobody knows him. They don't. Obviously, Melbourne is a AFL state and they love their AFL. But he said when he goes to Papua New Guinea, everybody knows who Phil Gould is. Really interesting, huh? It is, mate. They love their rugby league. That's their, you know, that's that's awful. That's basically God over their uh, rugby league, mate. They love it. And um, the stories you hear, mate, about when the players have been over, they've given to them their shorts, their socks, everything, mate. They they just go crazy for rugby league. So um, with what you're saying, mate, a team in Cairns, I suppose, um, you know, if they're going to go 
uh, with P&G. That, that doesn't sound too bad, mate. That, that might be something to look at. I don't know if you can have a direct team P&G in a top-tier Australian competition. Yep, mate. What about another New Zealand team? Uh, they were talking about a Wellington team or a Christchurch team. Uh, do you think New Zealand, should we be expanding into New Zealand? Mate, New Zealand is rugby union heartland. They love rugby union, mate. So uh, they do love their rugby league, don't get me wrong, but it's it's nothing on the level of rugby union, mate. And we're always going to be competing, you know, with rugby union, uh, whether it's the All Blacks or New Zealand competition. No, I, again, I don't think we should have a second team in New Zealand. I think we should just be with the, the New Zealand Warriors as it is. Um, hopefully we can get them... Uh, you know, successful in a couple of years and we can go from there, have a look again. But at the moment, no, I don't think we should have a second team in New Zealand. Well, it'd be a bit hard. Obviously, the New Zealand Warriors would have to change their name, right? Because what were they going to be? Do you know what I mean? Well, originally, it was the Auckland Warriors, wasn't it? When they first right, came in. So yeah, they might have to go back to that, mate. I'm not sure. But I wouldn't be looking for a second team. That Queensland's the way to go for a second team. Um, I mean, the Broncos average, what, 50,000 people to a game on a Friday night. They love their rugby league. The Queenslanders, mate, insane amount of people follow their rugby league there. So definitely the second team should probably be in Brisbane. Uh, Queensland, sorry. You know, obviously you can then just go from there, mate, and, and have a look at different states from there on in. But we can't be getting uh, too ahead of our, ourselves with the game, mate, uh, putting teams all over Australia because it, it failed before and, and you know, they've got to be careful, mate. I agree. I think I think Queensland needs to be the next next team that comes in. I'd love to see the Bears. Obviously, I know that it's the, the passion of the North Sydney Bears. Obviously, the North Sydney's never going to come back into the competition. But the Central Coast Bears, for me, I love Gosford Stadium. I really reckon it's a great stadium. Whether they go up to Central Coast there and the Bears team in there. I'm sick of having the Brisbane Broncos on a Thursday or Friday night. And mm-hmm. then it's nearly it's every single weekend that they're on. Which means they get a seven-day turnaround. Agreed. They're, they're always on a Thursday or Friday night. It's a bit unfair, but what can you do? That's just the way the um, the competition is, I suppose, for the moment. Hopefully, Gold Coast, you know, doing what Gold Coast done this year and um, hopefully the Cowboys can get back and who knows, maybe we can get more free-to-air time for the Gold Coast, you know, to, whether it be they play at a Suncorp Stadium because I don't know the, the stadium there on the Gold Coast, they don't fill it. You know, like I said, we've got to be careful financial-wise, Hobes. I mean, Gold Coast, I think, is owned by the NRL, mate. So everything is getting put into that club from the NRL. It's not owned by a, a club. It's 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 all the money's coming from the NRL. So you got to be they got to be careful, mate. They have to be careful because we don't want the competition to collapse, mate. You know, we don't want to lose our game. We don't want our game in threat. All right, as moving on, uh, we're going to look at. Sonny Bill Williams. So I just want to hear your thoughts, obviously, for him coming back to the Roosters. Um, I want to know if you feel if there's any disturbance that's happened there at the Roosters, Sonny Bill coming straight straight into the team and, you know, the likes of Nat Butcher and, you know, a few of the other boys missing out. Has he performed to what he should be performing? Mate, the, the media makes me sick, like... The, the rating, you know, the, when he was coming back, oh, Sonny Bill, so what? Like, he's 36. What's he going to do, mate? He's going to be the Sonny Bill that's 22. It's 36, mate. Yeah, the bloke's a machine, like, physique-wise. It was a Sonny Bill that was struggling in Super League, forward passes, etc. Like, he's coming back to the, the top-tier rugby league in the world. He was never, ever going to come back and set this world. The media played it up like that, and people fed off that. And um, people that don't know their rugby league obviously fed off that as well, mate. And... 
Uh, don't get me wrong, I think he still he'll still contribute uh, something to the Roosters, but it's just not the Sunny Bill of old, mate. It's it's an old, you know, sort of washed up. You could basically say in saying that it is a bit unfair, I suppose. Nat Butch, he's been good, mate. He's been solid, but yeah, that's up to the coach, mate, and the way he goes. I don't I don't think there'd be you know too many qualms in that in that team, mate. Robbo wouldn't let that happen, mate. I don't think. Many of the boys would be like that as well. Obviously, the media are saying that Sonny Bill is the X factor. Robbo feels that the Roosters cannot win the Premiership. That's why he went to get Sonny Bill. Nah, definitely not, mate. Roosters still can win the Premiership, mate, with or without Sonny Bill. I was just thinking about all the other good back rowers that we've seen in the game. And I know Sonny Bill Williams. I know what he could do as a young guy. And, you know, he was offloading the ball. And But then I, I thought I'd walk down a little bit of memory lane here. and. Look at guys like Ben Kennedy. For me, I think Ben Kennedy was one of the best hard-running, offloading forwards, back rowers in the game. I looked at Gordon Tallis. His nickname was the Raging Bull. For me, Gordon Tallis was unstoppable. I, I rate those two higher than Sonny Bill. Then I look at another second rower, Nathan Highmarsh, a guy that would, you know, obviously his attacking was pretty pretty bad because he was obviously exhausted from his defence and, the guy was taking 46, 47, 50 tackles a game. Um, Andrew Ryan, Steve Simpson, all of these guys. Where do you sit, Sonny Bill, with some of those names? Oh, he's definitely up there. You can't deny that, mate. I mean, when he came onto the scene, he was a, he was an animal, mate. He was a tank. But the problem with today, mate, they overhype athletes like something crazy. They, they think that when they come back at 36 years old, they're still going to be the, that same person from 10 or 15 years ago when they were freaks. It, it doesn't work like that, mate. Well, as to be honest, mate, I, I actually think Sam Burgess in his prime, much better mm-hmm. than Sonny Bill Williams in his prime. I agree with you, mate. I agree with you there. Uh, let us know what you think about Sonny Bill Williams and where he stands with uh, all of these other great back rowers that we've mentioned. And obviously there's many, many more. Love to hear it. Yeah, let's move on. Hobes versus as. All right, as we're getting to the pointy end of the season, obviously with three weeks away from the from the grand final, but after the grand final, obviously due to the pandemic, we've actually got Origin happening. So, mate, for all of you that don't know this, it's actually Hobes versus As, mate versus mate, state versus state, because I am a Queenslander and old mate As over here is a cockroach. So... We will actually be going battling again at the end after the final series. So stay tuned for this. But as Queensland, they've named 15 players uh, that's made the top 25 for the for the Maroons. There's a few surprises in there. Nine debutants. What do you think? What do you think of the Mighty Maroons? Um, rubbish, like I always do. Mate, Cohen Hess, please. The blade flag to be playing first grade. Will they make a Queensland squad? It's been going terrible, like a busted. He's been going to Ben Hunt. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, but Ben Hunt's all right. But picking for Origin, that's how bad Queensland is. Just, your stock's terrible, mate. You've got nothing to choose from. You've got to go with young blokes. That, you know, some young blokes deserve a spot like Edric Lee, uh, AJ Brimson. All these blokes to Harry Grant, they deserve a spot, mate. They've been going good. But, oh, Cohen Hess. Jeepers. They've probably brought Cohen Hess in there for a bit of experience, you know, for all these young blokes like... Uh, Patrick Carrigan, and mm. um, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking to forward to see who the other ten players are that the Maroons pick because 
if I'm looking at these 15, I'm hoping that all not all 15 are picked for the game one because it's actually a little bit scary. However, I know what those Mighty Maroons do when they put on that jersey, mate. They know how to grind a win. Wayne Bennett back at the helm there. I'd like to talk about Kalen Ponga. So talks about Kalen Ponga, obviously, uh, having off-season surgery. Queensland obviously still want him to play. What happens there? I haven't read much about it, but who gets a choice? Is it the players? It's got to be the player, mate. I mean, if he's hurt, he needs surgery. He needs surgery, mate. It's not hold off, I'll play three games with a bung shoulder. No, in, in the hardest games uh, on the planet of rugby league. No, don't work like that, mate. If he's injured, he's, he needs surgery. He'd go for surgery. I mean, he's a freak. He's going to be a weapon for Queensland with years to come. I mean, there's no use putting something in jeopardy that, that could be painful for him for the rest of his life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kalen Ponga should be should be rested if, if he actually does need off-season surgery, and now's the time to do it. Um, mate, I was actually really impressed with AJ Brimson. Obviously, last week we talked about how underrated that kid is, and for us to see today that he's getting picked to play in an Origin game, hopefully he does get the Origin jersey. But for me, standout. Yeah, good, good on him, mate. Same, all those uh, Gold Coast boys, Futuaka, Brimson, uh, Philip Stemmy, good, good on them, mate. They deserve a um, a Queensland jersey. Like I said, your stocks aren't very strong, mate, but you've got to go young because that's all you can do. I'm surprised you haven't picked Corey Norman. Oh, he's been going great guns, hasn't he? Same as uh, Greg Inglis. I wouldn't be surprised if they give him a call or Alfie Langer. Uh, you should be bringing someone or something uh, to come and play for Queensland because you need you need someone or something. Well, mate, Wayne Bennett's done it before, so who knows if little little Alfie will get a, a tap or a phone call or a tap on the shoulder, something. Maybe we do need him. <laughs> Kevy Walters might play a game as well, mate. Um, <laughs> um, mate, I, I think the great thing is that... There's only two Brisbane Broncos players picked. Obviously, years gone by, the Queensland Maroons team is picked from mostly the Brisbane Broncos, obviously with the year that the Broncos had. So they've picked Patrick Carrigan and Xavier Coates, which I found surprising. Of the Brisbane Broncos team, who else would you have put in there? Well, well, it's hard, mate, isn't it? I mean, Brisbane went terrible. You can't really, you know, think of anyone that really deserves to be in there apart from those boys that are already in there. I mean, Coates is only young. Carrigan's young. Like, they, they had to pick him because they were young to give him some, you know, get them, get them blooded. But you can't be picking your Milfords or your, your, your Oats and your boys. They've been going terrible, mate. There's just no – you can't be picking them. Corey Oates. Oh. Come on, Ads. He is one of the greatest – wingers that Queensland have ever produced. Can't believe that's come out of your mouth, mate. He's not Michael Hancock. He's not Lottie Takiri. He's not Wendell Saylor. He's Corey Oates, who's been going rubbish. <laughs> I've lost it. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's talk about the Blues. Uh, so the Blues have picked six players so far. So they've picked Payne Haas, Jake Jaboyevich, Tyson Frizzell, Zach Lomax, Cameron McInnes and Daniel Saifidi. I, I picked it a few few weeks ago with Zach Lomax, obviously him coming into that team. He's had a monster year for the Dragons. Cameron McInnes. Oh, mate, he's a tackling machine. I don't think he's got much in attack. Is he up to New South Wales origin football? 
I don't know, mate. Me personally, no. But then again, they know they they know more than me. I do, mate. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be picking him, mate. A lot of the New South Wales side should be stacked with Penrith players, mate. Obviously, Tedesco's and and your Luke Kiry's will be shoo-ins. Angus Crichton, uh, yes and no, mate. He might be a bench spot, but no, I wouldn't be picking him. But um, you've got to be loading yourselves up with that Penrith team, mate. That, that they are flying. They deserve to be. Uh, if they're New South Welshmen, they deserve to be picked. Yeah, well, there's a couple of big outs there for the Blues. Obviously, David Clemmer. I thought he actually had one of his best years at Newcastle, statistically. Obviously, first time they made the finals in seven years, I think, the Knights. So, David Clemmer, I was actually really surprised he did not get picked. Um, who lines up with Payne Haas then in the front row? Who knows? But I know they picked uh, Saifidi goes in. So, you know, he he's a bit of experience last year, mate. So, I don't... Uh, disagree with that choice. I think that's not a bad choice with Siafidi, but you know, like you see at the Ramble, uh, Regan Campbell Gillards and Junior Paulo for me. Junior, Junior Paulo, like, there's a few that they can choose from. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of new blood in there, mate. I think Clemmer's at his go. He hasn't been bad, mate. He's been, you know, he's had a decent season, but you know, they've gone a di- different direction. Um, I'm fine with that, mate. Well, RCG for me and and Junior Paulo. Obviously, they've had a cracking game there for Para and made them finish in the third. Uh, Regan's pulled out a few 80-minute games this year and Junior Paulo's with his offloads. I think offloads and then you're having Tedesco and Cook and, you know, Keary. obviously Keary will be there and Kiri will be there. So having those guys off with Junior Paulo with a with an offload with tired defenders, I think it could be lights out for Queensland. As we always know, mate, Queensland just know how to win. Nah, you know hope. You know hope for the next seven years, mate, which is good. I just want to see 10 straight for the Blues. Uh, I don't want to hear nothing about Queensland again. All right, as a couple of big games on the weekend to round up the uh, semi-finals to go into a preliminary final. So Friday night we have the Roosters and the Raiders. Who wins? Here come the Roosters, the best we've ever seen. Uh, mate, the Roosters for me. Jake Friend comes back in massive inclusion. He'll get that team in the right direction, rolling, mate. Tackling machine. <laughs> He'll be barking orders. Um, look for that team to bounce back. What what was good with the Roosters last week, mate? They Penrith scored five straight tries again against them. They look gone, mate. You, you haven't seen them anything like that for a couple of years now. And they they fought hard, mate. And they they nearly pulled off uh, come back and pulled off that win. So I expect them to bounce back. It was a hard game, mate. So it might have taken a bit out of them, but um, made too many good plays in that team. Uh, with Canberra, they're 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 a hope, mate. There's no saying you can't say they're no hope, but. I mean, Josh Hodgson from Hooker. Starling's been going all right, but, I mean, you take Josh Hodgson every day over Starling, mate. So, yeah, massive out him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Roosters for me. I couldn't agree with you more, mate. I am jumping on the, the Roosters this week. I really think that they'll come out firing. I think Robbo, obviously, losing a, they've lost two in a row now, the Roosters. And, you know, pretty convincingly as well. A lot of points put on them in the last couple of weeks. So, I really think that defence will come back. Jake Friend, huge, huge plus. And this is his chance to show that he could be origin ready. Um, obviously, Harry Grant got picked for the Queensland side, but I really believe that Jake Friend, it's his time for the for the Maroons. Obviously, Ben Hunt's already there as well. So I, I really think this is Jake Friend's time to shine, and I'd love to see him wear a Queensland jersey. I really think that guy's deserved it. But yeah, Roosters for me. As so Saturday night, 
Parramatta Eels versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Who wins? Glory, glory to South Sydney. Yeah, mate, South for me. Uh, like I said, yeah, they're my smoky, mate. I, I think them three blokes, Cook, Reynolds and Cody Walker, when they're firing, oh, look out, mate. That, that They get that team going, mate. And uh, they they can create points from anywhere. Uh, like you said with Totolo and, and Burgess and, you know, Jade and Sue, as soon as they, they get their, you know, run on uh, forwards-wise, that, that the cookie out of dummy half, mate, onto them too. Please, mate, look out. Any team's got to be on their feet uh, against South. Well, mate, I'm going against you. Obviously, my Parramatta Reels, I've got to cheer them on. I do believe that they can win this game. You know, you saying those three, well, I say Gutherson and Moses and Reed Marnie. For me, Reed Marnie had a cracking game last week as well, and Gutho's obviously doing well. I really hope Mitch can, you know, run the ball a little bit more and, and, and just be more controlling with his kicks and put some pressure on. Parramatta need to really put the pressure on South and get some repeat sets of six and, yeah, keep turning those big boys around. I mean, it's pretty cliche. I know that that's what rugby league's pretty much all about, but I'm expecting a big game from Junior Paulo, obviously with a New South Wales origin jersey up for grabs. And I really think Junior Paulo will get man of the match and Parra win by 12. Oh, big call. Uh, what I was going to ask you, mate, do you really think Brad Arthur can take you to a grand final and win you a premiership? I don't think this year. I do think Brad Arthur can can take us to a premiership. We had Brian Smith for so many years and, you know, Brian Smith's record, you know, was just pretty horrendous when it came to grand finals. Obviously, he never won one in the NRL. I really think Brad Arthur has got that team. I think he has got the team that he wants and he needs. I really think Parramatta, obviously, they're in, they're in patches and Mate, they lost five games all year, so six actually because of last week's loss against the Storm. They finished third. Still think we're at least another 12 months away from, you know, lifting up that trophy. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's this year. But I need to be real. I think we've got to fix up that right side defence of Wunga Blake and Blake Ferguson. Something's not right there. So many of our points are getting scored down there. They're not talking to one another or something's going on where Blake goes in and Ferguson stays out. Yep. Gaps are there. It, you can't have that against Storm and Roosters and Penrith, you know. We know that they're the three teams that's that's the favourites to win this competition. Uh, I really hope Parramatta can come out against South Sydney. Obviously, Cody Walker loves that left side as well, which is Parra's right side. So, I mean, I'm a bit nervous, but I do believe that Brad Arthur can win us a premiership, but I still think we're about another 12 months away. What's worrying for me, mate, with Parramatta is he's was so good... Uh, defensive-wise, and you could say attack-wise at the start of the year, mate. And it just really seems that you haven't found that again. I know he's had injuries and, you know, Moses, we know he's rocks and diamonds. You just haven't found that, mate, and that worries me. I'm not I'm not saying that Brad Arthur's a bad coach because I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's a premiership winner. Um, I think you'll get, your, you know, a top eight or a top four, but I just don't think he can win a team a premiership. That's just my opinion. Well, mate, I look at a few coaches that have won the premiership, and one sticks out for me is Michael Hagan. Did I ever think Michael Hagan will be a premiership winning coach? Absolutely not. But obviously he had Andrew Johns there, which obviously helped that. Ricky Stewart, another one for me. We always talk about Ricky Stewart. I really believe that he's a motivator. I don't know if he's a head coach, but obviously his passion is for Canberra. But when he did win the premiership there with the Roosters, they had 13 internationals and you know, back then, Fettler was there and he, he took over from Graham Murray. For me, I, I look at a few coaches that have won the premiership that I didn't think would win a premiership. But, mate, as you know, as 80 minutes of footy is all it takes to complete your sets and, and get the ball over the line. 100%.
All right, guys, that's a wrap for week three of Hopes and Ads. Tell us what you think. Leave some comments. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Hopes and Ads. Uh, we'll look forward to it next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. We've got some cracking football coming up. Enjoy.